What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Babes and Brews podcast. I'm Cameron. I'm Cassidy. What's up, you guys? What's up, you guys? So, there has been... In the world of Hollywood lately. A lot. A lot has been going on, I'd say. And, you know, we've been covering it all, but not necessarily on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We have some big news to finally share yeah, with you we guys. Never, I forgot we never announced the I last know. One. So, big news. Um, Team KC Productions is expanding, and mm-hmm. we currently have our own radio hour. I so, love expanding our media offerings. I know. <laughs> we are just such business women. Um, so we are currently on Rebel Radio. It is the Ole Miss um, radio station. And we have our local radio hour, uh, Monday nights at 6 p.m. So if you're in the local Oxford area, turn tune in to 92.1. But if you're not in the Oxford Don't area... Don't you worry. Don't you worry. You can still... Listen to the Babes and Brews Radio Hour. You can still get all your daily dish. Your and daily now, tea. on a scheduled once a week, that keeps us accountable, unlike this podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> if you guys um, want to listen, it's Mondays at 6. And if you're not in the Oxford area, download Radio FX app mm-hmm. and just search Rebel Radio, I believe. Um, I think you search either Ole Miss, oh. maybe, or you, one of the two. And you can tune in at Monday nights at 6 p.m. And then full hour, it's live of Babes and Brews Radio Hour. So you get to see us in our rawest form, no editing. Mm-hmm. So if you're, All if that. you're. And some music in between. Exactly. So if you're, you need a little more Babes and Brews and in our off time when we're, you know, not posting as much, you can uh, stay every tuned week. every single week, it's which I think time. is pretty cool. Yeah. Now we're actually have bosses who aren't ourselves, so they keep us accountable. Yeah, they do. So yeah, should like we... I said, it's been a lot. It's been a it's yeah, been a lot in the Hollywood. Should we just dive mood. right in? Absolutely. Grab a brew and come chat with us. So today we actually have some brews, courtesy of Casty Christine. She woke me up with a chai tea latte because she is an angel. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're welcome. I had a vanilla latte for everyone that was wondering, <laughs> and it was pretty good. I just don't even know where to start with this. I truly think this is one of the biggest scandals um, of the year so far, and I think it will be one of the biggest ones once we reach the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It's pretty real. It's pretty and, real. Um, if you guys don't know what we're referring to, the whole Tristan Thompson, Jordan Woods scandal that has been surfacing the past few weeks. And, you know, I was a little upset that we have, it's taking us until now to cover it. Yeah. But I'm actually very thankful because now I feel like we know all the facts. Totally. Everything's laid out. We don't have to come back and, like, be annoying every mm-hmm. week with a podcast about the same thing. We mm-hmm. can kind of just recap the whole thing. And it may be long, so you're in for a wild ride. Exactly. I cannot wait. It's... There's just been so much information. So let's recap it a little bit for those of you who might be living under a rock and don't know about it. So, Jordan Woods, she is the best friend of our queen, Kylie Jenner. Tristan Thompson, the baby daddy of Khloe Kardashian and up until recently, her her longtime boyfriend. They were caught at a party in a club, making out, kissing, being all over each other. Intimate. Intimate. And then. Basically, the net, they uh, had a party after party at his house after they went to a club. They were seen all over each other. And then she left at 6, 7 a.m. the next morning. So, yeah, that looks pretty bad for Jordan and Tristan. So, today, 
it has been, what, probably a week since this news broke. Week or two. Yeah. So there's been so much that have come out. The headlines have been massive and just like saying a lot of things that contradict each other. And then this morning, Jordan Woods went on the Red Table Talk with Jada Pickett-Smith on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. And we knew about this for, what, a couple days now because she, Jordan, had posted it and announced that she's going on here. And so we were ready to finally get some answers. Yeah, and I think it's what everyone's been waiting for. We've all been waiting for either Jordan Mm -hmm. or one of the Kardashians or Jenners to break silence on Mm this. As... Like, I know Kim has and Chloe has on Twitter, mm-hmm. but not really expanding. Yeah. They're just kind of like... We never got answers. We don't have any answers about what actually went down. It's all, he said, she said stuff. You read, you know, TMZ, and they say it's been going on for months. You read mm-hmm. something else, they're like, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Everything in between has been said, so we don't really know. So, this morning, Casty came home from class. We jumped right in and watched this video. It was... Basically, Jordan Woods lying for 30 minutes. That's all I have to say. Within (sighs) the first five minutes, but I'll say within like 30 seconds Mm -hmm. of her sitting down with Jada, Jada, my blood boiled. Because you could just tell it was a bold-faced lie. Like she, this whole time during the 30-minute video, I think was 100% media-coached questions she already knew. Nothing but trying to make herself look good. She spent the entire 30 minutes saying, I'm here to take responsibility. I, you know, I should have done some things um, different, blah, blah, blah. But also she spent the entire time being the victim. Saying, I like, did nothing wrong. I did nothing I wrong. I wasn't the one that broke up. Like, this isn't my fault. Um, I, you know, I'm innocent. This was all very harmless. Oh, my God. With no malicious intent. She's saying, I'm here to take responsibility, but I didn't do anything. So, Jordan, you're going to have to fix yourself a little bit. Obviously, your media coach didn't do a good enough job. Here is where everything gets just so messed up. She starts Mm -hmm. off the interview by telling the story. and The story of the infamous night. And at the beginning, at the very beginning of the story, she goes, you know, I was just out with some friends at a bar, at a club, and... We are drinking. Mm -hmm. Then she says this. It's L.A. culture that you take the party that the people that you're with to an after party. At someone's house. At someone's house. And it's just L.A. culture that you don't care whose house it is. It doesn't matter. Like, you just want to go continue the night and have a good time. Sure. Which, also, not L.A. culture, just, like, partying culture, but nice try, Jordan. But, like, excuse me. This is where you go wrong. Okay. That might be true. That might be true that you don't care whose house it is, blah, 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 except sure. you have about only four people in this world that is all freaking limits. Whose and house you do not need to be going to ever, alone, alone. Alone. You should never be there alone ever. You, like, no offense, but, like, you just don't know right from wrong if there's four people that you need to stay clear of by yourself. That is Tristan Thompson, that's Scott Disick, that's Kanye West, and that's Travis Scott. You had Jordan four rules. I just don't understand. She had you her have, life. You, she had her life completely set up for her. She, she doesn't have to pay for a car, a house, and this is all just out of Kylie's, just like the kindness of her heart. Yeah. And like she was really accepted into the family. And if you know anything about the Kardashians and the Jenners, they really... You have to put in effort and work to get up into their squad. I think, you know, the like, number one word that they really live by is loyalty. 100%. And if you're not loyal and... 
it's almost like you have to be family to almost yeah. be in their circle. Totally. You can't just be a friend or an acquaintance and, like, she was way past that. She mm-hmm. was family. She was one of them. She almost was a Kardashian-Jenner. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable how much they've done for her. And then for her, okay. So during the interview. She did nothing wrong, but in the first 30 seconds, she admitted you did something wrong. Let's circle Why would you ever be there? And she goes, you know, I didn't think it'd be a big deal because I know him. I'm comfortable there. Yeah, that's what she said. No, she didn't say she's comfortable there, but she's comfortable with him rather than a stranger's house, which I get. Okay, sure. But you should not be going to your, basically your sister's baby daddy's house who has been known for cheating Like, I don't care if you only made eye contact that night. By stepping foot in that house, you're guilty. Because we know Tristan's a dog. We know he's a cheater. We know he's the worst. We didn't know Jordan's the worst. She's proved herself that, you know? She she made this for herself. I don't get why people are so... I I mean, I get why people are so mad at Tristan because he's the literal worst, but we already knew that. We've known that for a while now. We've known that since... uh, Right before True was born, obviously, you know? And so that's why everyone needs to be shitting on Jordan right now because she proved she's an unloyal friend. Yeah, she broke the one rule that the Kardashian unit has, and it's loyalty. And, you know, Cameron made a really good point earlier. She said, you know, we all know that Tristan is, you know, a cheater, but... And like, but Chloe can get over Tristan cheating. Mm-hmm. No matter what, Tristan's the baby daddy. He's gonna be in her life forever. Mm-hmm. She has to keep it civil with him at some point. Mm-hmm. But and like, Chloe could get over Tristan cheating. It's the whole Tristan cheated with Jordan. Yeah, and and Jordan allowed it. Allowed it. Yeah. And okay, let's circle back to the interview because during. The interview, she claimed that throughout the entire night until 6 a.m., they nothing, nothing inappropriate had gone on. Except she lists all of these things that were, that inappropriate. were inappropriate and that would happen and that she and him did, that they both did. Yeah. She said, I did nothing wrong. But then she goes on to say, you know, I sat on the edge of a seat yeah. and put my legs. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. So there were reports that she was giving him lap dances and that she was sitting on his lap being all over him. She was like, this was absolutely not true. (laughs) Nothing like this ever happened. I can even like that. None of this ever happened. But then she goes, well, one time he was sitting in this chair and I was sitting on the armrest of it. And then our legs were like kind of draped over each other. Yeah, Inappropriate. I don't care if you didn't even kiss. Also, Cassidy made a really good point while we were watching this. And I'm sorry if you're a guy sitting on a chair and there is a woman sitting on the armchair. There is no way you're not going to have an arm around the waist. There's just no way. An arm around the waist, an arm on the thigh, his hand touching hers. In some way. They were touching. The guys are just horrible. They think if a girl is like close in their bubble, in their vicinity. They have full reign to touch. It's it's full reign to touch and make a move. They think it's like, well, she wants it. She's getting cozy. She's like right there next to me. She says that's not getting cozy, but you could see how a guy could perceive that. A hundred percent. Although I don't condone that. But also a disgusting cheater like Tristan is obviously going to take that opportunity. So you can't tell me there was not an inappropriate arm around the waist. That, I mean, that's enough for Chloe to be mad. And she's saying this was all innocent. This, she's saying, right before she told us about the chair incident, she was saying nothing inappropriate happened. I'm sorry, that's inappropriate. Like, she crossed the line right there. And then she continues to go on and basically says the only inappropriate thing that happened that night was, the, I guess, the armchair thing. 
that could be perceived as inappropriate. But then Jada asks a question and goes, so you're telling me there was no whispering in the ears, you know, getting cozy, getting intimate. And she goes, she goes, well, we were at a party. Yeah, they're four. Yeah, she basically goes, well, you know, you're at a party, so you're doing that with everyone. So, yeah, she admitted it. That she, She was basically, you know, she didn't deny that. And then I would say every, after every single question Jada asked her, she would, like, have to sit and think about how she can twist the truth. I just got nothing. Or, like, what did my media coach train me to say? A hundred percent. She's like, how was I supposed to answer this? Mm-hmm. Because all her all her responses were, were, were rehearsed, but also sounded like there was more. You know? It, oh, all it was it, very vague. Yes. And it was, it was so vague. It just honestly sounded, the whole time it just sounded like she was trying to cover her ass. Which the whole time she was saying, you know, I'm saying this because my family's been hurt by this and I've been getting death threats, so I need to speak out for my and safety. But then she's going and just saying, I'm not wrong, I'm not wrong. I'm just trying to, like, she's trying to perceive her image better because everyone hates her right now for good reason, you know? So I got nothing but lies from her. I just feel like it was 100% not truthful. Absolutely. And um, after mm-hmm. this the red talk table talk red table talk mm-hmm. went on uh chloe kardashian took to twitter and said why are you lying at jordan woods if you're going to try and save yourself by going public instead of calling me privately to apologize first at least be honest about your story by the way you are the reason my family broke up now, so this tweet alone um proves a lot to us definitely because it proves that jordan was lying in this because i'm sorry i'm gonna take chloe's word over this because we read the next tweet right after she posted this she got some backlash because they're saying you know why are you blaming why are you blaming jordan it's tristan's fault it's tristan's fault but I get that. But Tristan's the baby daddy. She has to keep it civil with him for true. And so she posted this So tweet. after that tweet, she again took to Twitter and said, Tristan is equally to blame, but Tristan is the father of my child. Regardless of what he does to me, I won't do that to my daughter. He has been addressing the situation privately. If Tristan were to lie publicly about what conspired, then yes, I would address him publicly as well. Which, okay, these tweets honestly were so helpful watching this mm-hmm. video because I 100% believe that Tristan came clean to Chloe. I think there was no we, denying we this realize anymore. Here, I think the world needs to realize here, Chloe is the victim here and it's not Jordan. Yeah. And the world after this is, uh, is tra- making Jordan out to be the victim and attacking Tristan. Yeah. You know, there's two people that this involved. Mm-hmm. It's not all Tristan. Yeah. And Jordan even admitted, I, like, you know, she should have never been there. Which you can, I'm sorry, you can get over a breakup with a boyfriend, you know, because you can move on, you can, but a breakup with a friend is so much harder because there's so much more loyalty to that. And we, you know, ever since the first cheating scandal came out with Tristan, he lost Chloe's trust. I don't care if they got back together. You know, she always kept him at arm's length. And so the fact that she had someone that she confided in, that was her sister, that was someone, you know, she never thought would be disloyal. And then another person proved, you know, disloyalty to her. How could you get over that? You know, I 100% get shitting on Jordan way more than Tristan at this point. Absolutely. Like, And I think that these tweets also say a lot because Jordan says Mm -hmm. in the interview multiple times that she has reached out to Chloe. She's apologized, Mm -hmm. all of this. Also, to backtrack a little bit, where Jordan went wrong is 
whenever she came home that night or that morning, mm-hmm. she told Kylie and Chloe, so she claims what happened, that she was at Tristan's house, and Chloe was like, is everything okay? Like, yeah. are, are you okay? Is everything fine? Like, did anything happen? And she was like, oh, no, like, all's well. It was a good time. And, like, she never told Chloe that yeah. Tristan had made him move and on she her lied. And she lied. No, she admitted basically to, well, she didn't say she lied, but she lied. She said, you know, I left out the part where he kissed me. Mm-hmm. And so... For those of you who didn't watch the Red Table Talk, basically she said she obviously denied everything. And then she said the only thing that happened between them is that right as she was leaving at 6 a.m., Tristan kissed her. No tongue, no anything, just like a nice little kiss on the lips, I guess. Which, that's just not true. The way she was explaining it, that was just not true. And I just like don't believe that they weren't all over each other at... Um, There were so many reports that they were all over each other at the club and the house. There's just absolutely no way that's not true. And she literally admitted that they were all over each other on the chair. Mm -hmm. So... I think I'm sorry. Just so that's many things a lot. she lied about. I think she lied about apologizing profusely to Chloe because Chloe's obviously saying you should have called me first and apologized. And, and Chloe's not going to lie about that. What does she have to lie about mm-hmm. to like get Jordan in trouble? I truly you know? think either. She won only the last time she has talked to her is when Chloe was like, hey, did everything like go okay? Yeah. And I think Jordan probably just sent her a text apologizing. She never picked up the phone or went over to her house to apologize. Yeah. So the only time that we know of right now, the only time that Jordan has talked to Chloe was the night before lying to her. So I 100% get Chloe calling her out on Twitter saying, you never apologize. We've never talked about this, you know? And I I 100% believe Chloe right now because... 100%. She's the victim. What does she have to lie about? I like, know. She and has I nothing think, to lie... Like, to... She has, would have no reason to make that up. I 100% think in the past week, Tristan came clean to her and was like, here's what happened. You know, break up with me again. Whatever, kind mm-hmm. of. And, you know, I think that's why she's so confident with saying, Jordan, you are lying right now. Because I think Tristan did come clean. And oh, absolutely. So I think the fact that she's still going on to lie and like twist the truth is so nuts. And I think I just don't get how everyone is so mad at Chloe right now. Like if you check Twitter, everyone is so mad at Chloe and saying, how dare you ruin this 21 year old's life? Like she, you know, you're in the wrong here. You shouldn't be calling her out. But 100 percent she should be getting called out if Jordan gets to go on this, you know, national platform and say, this is all false. I'm getting bullied for no reason. Chloe 100% has the right to come out on Twitter and saying, you know, you're lying. (laughs) Like, this is so, and she's just only causing more hurt to Chloe and True and their whole family. Yeah, and I think, I just don't think she should have went on the Red Table Talk. Nope. I think this... It was a call for attention. It was a call for attention. She just added fuel to her fire. Mm -hmm. And I understand to an extent why she did it. You know, she did bring up my my 12-year-old sister can't go Mm -hmm. to school. My mom can't go to the grocery store. My brother can't go to work. Fine, I believe all that. But then maybe you shouldn't have been a hoe. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think if she really wanted to fix this, she would have done... Like an Instagram live or something yeah. very raw. Something that more personal. Something very personal, something more raw. So, and honestly done it within a few days after it happened. Mm-hmm. It was like, th- if this is really true, 
she would would have been so quick to jump on social media and being like, this is what happened. And she should have done it in a more raw form that wasn't so scripted, that she didn't know the questions prior to it, that wasn't... Edited. That wasn't completely edited and rehearsed. This was pre-taped. This was all edited. You know, the whole montage about how she's grew up so close to the Smith Mm -hmm. family and then her dad passing away. They're just trying to give... It's all like, let's feel sorry for Jordan They're trying to give her credibility. Right. Which she has none. And I understand her trying to repair this for her family's sake but but she the should fact- have done this in a totally different fashion a totally different light and you know people would actually believe her and if she would have like took to instagram live and been like look this is what happened and i'm so sorry i think i would have been i would have been more sensitive to her than i think this is making me even more mad and make me not like her even more I think that she handled, yeah, she 100% handled this entire situation so wrong. And the fact that she went completely silent for the first, you know, week this came out, that shows guilty. That shows that she's trying to find a way to twist this situation to make her not look so bad. Like, how can I make this better? And, and like, she had a a week to think about it, plus, you know, people helping her on how to fix it. Yeah. She just handled it the wrong way. And I do understand, like, her needing to speak out on it. But she should have speaked out on it on a totally different platform. Just and she done just, it raw from the... You can just tell it really wasn't... I just don't think it was coming from her heart. And now I Just think, because you're crying doesn't mean... You're crying because you got caught, sis. I think that she's trying... She cares more about repairing her relationship with the public rather than repairing her relationship with the Kardashians, which I think proves the type of person she is. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not concerned about going private with Chloe and Kylie and apologizing and making this an intimate thing and being like, you know, how can I repair this? How can I, what can I do Without to, be, the media. to be okay? But no, the fact that she went, you know, exactly to the media out and never cleared the air with Chloe or I get being scared to call her up on the phone and being like, hey, sis, I, you know, made out with your man. Mm-hmm. I would definitely be scared too. But if she wanted to repair the relationship and she actually cared about these people, that's what she would have done. And you don't just shoot her a text, Jordan. No. And I think it was pretty messed up as well that she called Kylie and told her that she was doing the Red Table Talk. But like, yeah, she she, you should be calling Chloe. Chloe is the victim here. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. If you want to get in with Kylie, you've got to repair it with Chloe. That's the whole situation, you know? Chloe's Kylie's sister. She's gonna pick you, you know, her over you. If you want to get back in in her gang, you're gonna have to make it right with Chloe. Which at this point, you're only digging yourself in the hole and only coming back for nothing. And if she doesn't get back in the good graces of the Kardashians, I don't think she'll be able to make a comeback. No, like what? What does she have? Would no one would know who she is? She hasn't done anything except this. This is. I'm scared. This might be the platform for her to kind of jump off of Mm -hmm. because now people know her name. She's never been on E News before, and so you know. And that's like good that you say that because I think that also kind of played a part with her going on the Red Table Talk because she's like, well, if this is gonna happen, I might as well like. I better get get, my face out there. Yeah, Yeah. publicity from it and get my face out there for it. So I'm gonna go do this. And go on the red table talk. The fact at the very end of the interview, you know, Jordan was in such good graces and was like, I feel so much better. I'm so happy. This is, you know, I feel like I can finally live again. I feel I'm so happy this is off my chest. 
sis, this isn't about you. This isn't about you feeling better. You're the one who are, is in the wrong. You're the one who fucked up, you yeah. know? that You're the one who needs to be apologizing. You, you know, you should be making Chloe feel better. There's, we don't care that you feel better, you know? You're, you're here to apologize. There's just so many people involved here. You have Jordan's family. You have Chloe, Tristan. You know, you have kids involved. Mm-hmm. You have... But then you also have the world involved. Yeah. But I think where she made the mistake is she's focusing too much on what the world and the public is saying and think. And I get how that could be hard Mm -hmm. when you, you know, social media and like seeing it all Mm -hmm. the time. But she really should have dealt with it on a personal level. And I think that's where we're trying to get at here. And so I don't, people are so quick to believe everything they hear. So I'm already seeing this the whole world is backing Jordan. And I'm not saying don't back Jordan, you know, do what you want. No, but but also don't back Jordan because she's Don't be so quick to judge. Don't just believe everything that people tell you. You really have to, like, put yourself in that situation and realize, like, what she did is not okay. Just because Jordan's going on the red table talk and acting like the victim here doesn't mean she's the victim. I understand people make mistakes, and I'll give her that. But I I just feel like she... I really, all I can tell you, Jordan, is you better learn from this mistake. Because, you know, even the Kardashians have made plenty of mistakes. Sure, but I think she made mistake after mistake after mistake. Because it was one thing going to Tristan's house, but then it was one thing to then call up Chloe about it the next day and lie about it. But then it was another thing to, you know, you finally got caught and then you're going to go radio silence on her and then go on, you know, this thing. I think we're learning a lot. I think we didn't know a lot about Jordan before this. We know we knew she was Kylie's best friend. We saw her on Life of Kylie. We know, you know, she's just like a cool model, whatever. Just like another one of them. I think we learned a lot about her character. And I think we learned that she's a... Money hungry, a, inst- a money hungry instaho who only really cares about her image at this her point. Her lifestyle. Because if she w- really cared about the Kardashians and their friendship, she would have handled this differently. That's the thesis. Yeah, it just really shows the type of person she is. Because if she did not feel once she got that kiss so guilty that yeah. she needed, like that she didn't need to tell. Chloe and was like, I'll just keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. When Chloe, you had that opportunity. It, it wasn't even like, well, like her keeping it a secret and like no one will ever know. Like, you know, Chloe asked her, is everything, she said, she's yeah. like, Chloe asked me, is everything okay? She, that was your opportunity to be like, dude, no. Like Tristan, if made you really, me. exactly. If you really felt guilty about it, you would have told her right there. And I'm sorry, if it was just a simple, innocent kiss at the door, like she's saying it is, she would have come clean. I don't care. I would 100. If I, if your boyfriend, or, and kissed, if she did, then she's really stupid. Like, like you're my best friend. If your boyfriend kissed me at the door, I would run to you immediately. You know, yeah. like because I'm a normal person. Yeah. Like. I'm sorry, I don't even care if it wasn't my fault. I would tell you because I care about you, you know? Wouldn't you want to know that your your boyfriend's still cheating? And like, I'm sorry, but, like, you're a public figure and you are friends with one of the most, like, I like well-known families mm-hmm. um, in the industry. And if you don't think this is going to come out... I know. It made no sense because she was like, I didn't know anything about anyone taking away phones like I was never told that I had my phone well sis if you thought that everyone had their phones why are you you know sitting on his uh on his chair and have your legs around him why like aren't you then spilling about the kiss because Mm -hmm. you knew people were there and you knew people 
saw it. Yeah. Basically, at the end, okay. She's just, trying to act like, two her being on the chair so innocent and not wrong. That is wrong. Also, bouncing off that a little bit, she kept saying, you know, my girls were there. I was with my girls. And then Jada was like, well, can these girls testify for you? You know, can yeah. these girls, like. Like, I want to know who these girls are. Can these girls prove your story's correct? And she goes, well, I don't know if I, I really want to put them in that position. I don't want to. This isn't about ba- pointing fingers here. No. So basically you're saying you don't want your friends to have to lie for you, Jordan. I 100%. Basically at the end of the day, I think the entire Red Table talk was complete lies coming out of Jordan to make herself look better. And of course they're family friends. She's got like, they're going to put make her look you know, in a good light. And I think in the long run, you know, people might be fighting with Jordan right now, telling Chloe to lay off her. But I think in the long run, once they see everything come out on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I think once we learn more, they're going to start, you know, tarnishing Jordan's name subconsciously. I mean, Kylie's already discounted her Jordan collab products and her Jordan lip kits. So if that's not shade, I don't know what it is. So I think, you know, even if the public is siding with Jordan at this point in time, I think as we move on, it will be detrimental to her because I think the will the truth will come out at some point. And either way, she doesn't have the Kardashians on her side anymore, which is the yeah, biggest she, loss she could have she's taken. She's done. Like Cameron said, Kylie even discounted all mm-hmm. of Jordan's products on Kylie Cosmetics. Now, she hasn't unfollowed so- or deleted any pictures of Jordan but I'm sorry that's shade I know but she has discounted all of her products and Jordan Woods was actually a model for Good American which is Khloe Kardashian's denim and I think athleisure line Mm -hmm. um and she was a model for her Good American brand and she took her completely off the website anything that had her face her name anything to do with Jordan Woods was completely taken off of the website which good for her I have to say that is so therapeutic honestly because we've had a psycho roommate and immediately once she left we got rid of every single trace of her and covered up all the pictures and got rid of any trace of her and you feel better yeah. because it's like you rid that you negative just energy have to unfollow block yeah. delete all pictures delete and it's like I it hate sucks, people I hate people saying it. that's shady because it's not you want to they wronged you you know we've been in this position they wronged you and you just want to get them out of your life out of your sight you don't want to have to think about them you know they they made that decision to betray you they have to live with the decision that you're not gonna be in their life anymore right and I will never do you dirty until you do me dirty exactly that is my honestly my biggest motto I am your best friend until you cross me, that would a hundred percent. Did I not say on the last house, the last podcast that would be my housewives like tagline? Yeah, um, hundred percent. I completely agree with that. And Jordan Woods, just let the Jordan. I'm not here to like shit on you or any of that, but let this be a learning lesson. Like, oh wait, I'm here to shit on you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I think you're a bad person. <laughs> I just think at the end of the day. You know, you're 21, you have a lot of life to live, and you just better learn from it. What you did was wrong, it was messed up, it was shitty, it was horrible, and you better get off social media and think long and hard about your actions. You better really think about the person you were becoming and who you want to be, because you even said on the Red Table Talk that you were becoming a person that was a binge partier, and, Mm -hmm. like, you don't know if that, like, you got really caught up in the lifestyle, and she admitted that. She admitted she got caught up in the lifestyle and that she was always partying till 6 a.m., well, sis, I really think you need to reevaluate who, what you're doing yep. with your life. 
And if she even uses this to be like, oh, I'm launching a makeup brand. Oh, or like, my you gosh. You know, I'm the newest big model for whoever. <laughs> like, give me, I'm going to freak out on her. Oh, my gosh. She ne- what you need to do right now is you need to lay low, get off social media, and honestly just really think about the person you are, Jordan, mm-hmm. because I think you have some self-reflecting to do. Um... That's the tea we have, sis. But if you have more about the Jordan drama, about anything we missed, or we would love to hear other people's um, opinions about this, because I'm, honestly, I don't want to hear your opinion if you have, <laughs> if you're saying justice for Jordan. So true. But if you are, I would kind of love to know because I would love to fight with you a little bit. But also, I would love to see why you think this. Yeah. What I is guess. your reasoning? You better have some good ass reasoning why you're justice for Jordan. Okay. Yeah. And we're not sitting here just like blame this on Jordan. We totally blame Tristan as well. But Tristan, you've been cheating on Chloe this whole time. Exactly. So it's nothing new. That's why I like don't feel bad shitting on Jordan because we knew Tristan was bad. We knew he sucks. We already knew he cheated. Jordan, we didn't know you suck until now. So that's your own bad. I just can Chloe get a break. Like no. cut her a break. She like, just like this past year has not been her one. year. Hopefully her and True can move on. She'll meet her, you know. For Kanye West and they'll live happily ever after. I think good things are coming for Chloe. Like I've been rewatching the recent Keeping Up with, or not the recent ones, but like the old Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and I do feel a little bad because they've always been like, "Is Chloe ever gonna get a boyfriend? Is Chloe gonna get a date? Should we help Chloe get a date?" Just remember, and I just feel bad. She's still when in this Chloe situation. like wanted to get pregnant so bad, and like she never thought she was gonna have a kid, and and exactly, at least know. she is true now. And with she's this whole so- situation, I the whole time whenever I think about it, I just think of Kim whenever she's going like this. To Tristan. You know, this is a podcast. They can't see what you're doing. When when Kim, Kim is like, um, like cutting, like. Like like, pretending. I don't know how to describe it. She's like slitting her throat. Yeah. uh, Behind Tristan. In the hospital room of the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's so good. If you're true fans, you know And I just know, like, Kim is just like. Oh, just shitting on him. The whole. And Kim's just like the best one about it. Don't you think. Kim the first one to jump in on like the tea and like fuel the fire. I Don't you think like. how Kim reacts to things is kind of how I react yeah. to things? Kim like Kim does I'm, not give a fuck. I'm immediately like want to like kind of attack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Kim is she her blood boils and she wants to just That's so me. You yeah. just like immediately want to like defend and attack kind of. Yeah. But I that is the you tea. Know, we've been enough talking, of that. We've been talking about it for thirty five minutes, but honestly, I can go on for this. Longer. I was saying, I'm like, this whole podcast could be a hundred percent because we didn't even get through like half of what happened prior. This was pretty much all just the red table talk. I know. Um, but stay tuned for more. I'm sure there'll be plenty tea. more updates. I so. just really hope that they talk about it on the show somehow. Yeah. Um, I know. People keep saying, are they going to address it on season 16? But I don't think... They're not filming right now. So I think if anything, it would be on season 17, maybe. I think they might have filmed the first half. And they're filming the second half right now. Because I, I saw that. a picture of Chloe Penelope or something mm-hmm. you could see in the... Back. 
in the back, there was cameras. <gasps> love that. Love that. Okay. So hopefully if this and isn't on the they're next the season, type that they like to speak about things on the show. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start filming now and kind of go back to add it in. But also. I think they do that a lot. But also because um, Jordan's been lying about it. I feel like now that they're like, okay, well, if you're going to lie about it, we're going to blast you on our show. And I totally think they will speak their truth. I don't think. I'm just waiting for it. Right. They will speak their truth at some point. I can't wait. We're well. We're waiting for that. And um, turning a bit of another page, moving on from the Kardashian drama into a new world. It award has season. been the close of award season. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. But it, it's good because then we have new music, new movies to look forward to within the year. I know, and I'm excited. But oh, award season is just the best. But it's wasn't truly it, our favorite season. Wasn't it just? I think, in my opinion, it really. Um, I can't even think. It was one of the best awards shows yeah. of all time. It Don't worry. I got it. It definitely exceeded my expectations. It, this award season has rocked. We start out on a rocky start with the Golden Globes. Our last podcast, but basically you spent the whole time shitting on the Golden Globes because we were disappointed. And, you know, I feel like it set a bad tone and a bad taste in our mouth. We had, we were pretty scared for mm-hmm. what was to come. I but was honestly, expecting an exact repeat of the Golden Globes. Me too. That's why and I prepared myself. That for. is not what we got at all. It only got better. I mean, everything was so happy. It was just the best. So we're going to start off with the Grammys because that happened first and it happened a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it was amazing, basically. Am, it was the best Grammys I'm, I've ever seen I'm in my over entire the life. I think Alicia Keys host absolutely nailed it. Killed it. She Phenomenal was, performances that they had. She was exactly what we it. needed. And yeah, the performances, the I mean the outfits, the winners, the I mean everything. It was honestly phenomenal. Starting off with record of the year, but the biggest, you know, probably award of the night went to This is America by Childish Gambino, which I get, which because he put a lot of effort into this and the music video and the lyrics and everything. But also there are so many good songs on the list. Like, you know, I like it. I'm Party really B, happy because Shallow honestly should have won because, you know, Star is Born. But there was a lot of good... I'm happy because I'm pretty sure it was the first rap our rap record ever to win this award. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, This Is America, like, beat, topped a lot of charts with Song of the Year and Record of the Year because it's the first rap album to win. Also, I decided this is the only thing we need to talk about with the Grammys. I mean, I take it back. This was the biggest of the night. Album of the Year went to Golden Hour by yeah, Casey Musgraves. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Honestly, I think the only thing we need to recap with the Grammys is, is that <laughs> Casey Musgraves, she was nominated for four Grammys and she swept all of her nominations. And she, look, I mean, her performances, out of this part. Her looks, out of this part. And then She's she just, won every Grammy she was nominated for. I mean, it's not the Grammys anymore. It's the Casey's. Because she, what, killed it. She was she the star of the show. She is an angelic angel, and we I have mean, been huge Casey Musgraves fans since the beginning. I know. Um, even before this, we mm-hmm. would play her album literally nonstop. Golden Hour is one of our favorites of the whole year. Liter- like, and literally, when we were driving back from Vegas, I think we played nothing but Golden Hour the entire time. That's all we've been playing, <laughs> truly, for the past two months. Like, and I mean, it's a phenomenal album. If you've so, heard it, it's angelic. It's probably her best. It's. 
just beautiful. If you haven't listened to it, even if you don't, like, it's not even country music, so don't let that deter you. It's a beautiful album. Go listen. She's so underrated, and I think this just proves it. Yeah, totally. After the Grammys, no one, like, not that many people knew who she was, and was so confused by it, but she definitely proved herself this year, and it was well-deserved, because this album is phenomenal. Yeah. So she won Album of the Year for Golden Hour. Uh, she won Best Country Solo Performance for Butterfly. She won Best Country Song for Space Cowboy, and she won Country Album of the Year for Golden Hour. Which, course. I mean, how could you get better than that? Those are, like, the four, am- like, amazing categories to win. She took, she was so humble taking home every single one. And then, like, especially when they announced the Golden Hour, she was so caught off guard. I she think it was amazing. It's falling exactly in my girl Taylor Swift's footsteps. She was oh, nominated for all the exact same categories and swept all the same categories. I, I love that. In 2010, but don't quote me on the year, but I know for a fact for her Fearless album, she was nominated for all four of the same categories and she swept all four of them. I have, and if that just proves anything... Tell me I don't have goosebumps right I hate now. to compare people because I do believe like you're your own person, but she's the next Taylor Swift and I just... That there's no one else so that is more deserving of it and I've heard she just is such a good humble person and you totally can get that from her like just her essence but she has like a presence about herself like she like comes into like a room I feel like not that I've ever been in a room with her but like Mm -hmm. this is how I feel like it would feel like and like you just like have to look at like the she's angelic. a breath of fresh air. I feel like you could like feel her aura. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she's like a breath you could of feel like air. a buzz of her aura. Like I think she's amazing. I uh, and her looks and the I entire love night. That she's just she's not afraid to like be who she is. She like yeah. really embodies like her personality and her performances and her songs and her definitely her outfits. You're you can so just really right. see. That's a really good point. She really is herself. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't. I feel like she really represents like her internal being, like, a good yeah. person. She's one of the few people, I will say, that's just genuine. Yeah. And you can just see it. Like, she just, like, lights up a room, and she's so genuine, and she doesn't get caught up in, like, taking pictures of all the celebrities yeah. and, like... She, like, posting, enjoys the moment. Posting all... Yeah, like, posting all on Instagram about this and that. Like, she does that, but all... Like, it really shows her personality. I want her to be my mom. Um, I want her to be my best friend. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> True. And I love my mom. Sorry, mom. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, she looked amazing. But one of the biggest of the night also, I mean, it was all the biggest to us. I mean, it was the best award show. It was so amazing to watch. But Lady Gaga took home for Shallows. And we... And Bradley Cooper. They won for Best Pop Duo Performance. Oh, my God. Lady Gaga also took home Best Pop Solo Performance for Joanne. Oh, yeah. I forgot um, about that. But that I was think so it was exciting. a stripped-down acoustic version of yeah. Joanne. It was like a rendition of it. And I think that's even more exciting. I know. I'm because really happy for her. Because she was like, wow, like, I just, like, you know, one performance decided yeah. to do a stripped-down version and it won a Grammy. Like, who would have thought... And she and she was looked, nominated but next she, to some really good people. But she looked amazing. I think she looked the best at the Grammys. At the Grammys, like I don't know. I really liked her Golden Globes outfit. But no, she, I'm talking like Grammys in general. I can't really remember what people were wearing, but she was one of my oh, favorites of the night. Uh, yeah, she looked. She wore like um a classic. I feel like a classic Grammys outfit. She wore a sequin, not sequin, like, like silver, yeah, like, like disco ball, disco ball, yeah, um, structured, um, strapless, dressed, and then just like kind of 
messy platinum, natural platinum, platinum curls kind of it she looked phenomenal she was glowing her tan was so good so good and she looked just so happy to be there i feel like she's just been on such a high lately and, and she started bawling when shallow won I you know. know shallow also is the most um award-winning song ever I know. it has the most awards um, it has won everything. It won a Golden Globe. It won a BAFTA. Yeah. It won a Grammy and an Oscar. It's it was, the first song. Or Lady Gaga is the first artist to ever win yeah. all of those. And it's also the most awarded song. Which just shows a lot. And you just never hear, I feel like, a She's song. She's such a queen. Out of a movie being this, this popular. I know. Well, let's move on to Oscars a little bit. So I say we talk about the fashion first. Because the fashion, I feel like, was very different in this year. It was a little disappointing, but it was there were still some good ones. Exactly. That's I was just you're always expecting a lot from the Oscars. You know, there's always like, did you you know, her Oscar look from this year, her Oscar look from this year. I think a lot plays into it though too. I think the people will try to go over the top to have, like, their Oscar moment. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they know it's, like, this isn't my year, I'm not nominated, really, for anything big, they try to tone it down and not take away from some people, maybe. Maybe, Um, but also, even the people nominated, I feel like, I mean, let's talk about Gaga. She looked phenomenal in a a plain, you know, black structured dress. Um, Her hair up with a beautiful jewel from Tiffany's. Um, she looked beautiful, but she was very understated. You know, she went very old glam, old Hollywood with it, which I respect. And I think she looked beautiful. But especially for Gaga, I was just expecting more. I and I think that was the theme of the whole night. You know, they looked phenomenal, but just not in your face. Yeah, I think the Oscars are kind of turning into a more, let's be classy, classic, yeah, very put together. Like honor your work type of like. Gala. Like, yeah, like, a gala, like pish posh. Yeah, all that. totally. And I think, too, Gaga really wants to be well known and respected. Um, respected, that's a good word, mm-hmm. in the film industry and, and like what, acting, and acting and what she's doing because she did actually want to be an actress yeah. but never made it. So I think she's like kind of really taking this in. She doesn't know if she'll get this moment again because mm-hmm. it's one thing to be a singer and then be in a movie, but it's another thing to be in an Academy Award nominated yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And being, I mean, an Academy and not nominated actress, actress. for a lead actress. Not even it, supporting lead actress. Yeah, like, and for your very first movie that you've ever done. Yeah, phenomenal. It says a lot, and I think... I think she looked great. She wore this classy black Mm -hmm. structured dress. Um, Another one of our favorites from the night, which surprisingly, um, Michelle Yeoh from Crazy Rich Asian, she played the mom. She she was my favorite of the night. Me too. I saw Laura Harrier. I don't even know just how to describe Michelle's dress. She looked phenomenal. I think that dress was so beautiful. It was an off the shoulder tan, multicolored, like sequined dress. Um, It had a bit of a deep V. It was just beautiful she really knows like what looks well on her especially her being skin tone an older and woman and like definitely. trying to be conservative but still with the trends she, she lo- did it i think she absolutely killed it i think she looked the best one of the best of the night she looked is this her first so Oscars? beautiful i have no idea i don't know anything about her neither but she looked so beautiful laura harrier also looked beautiful she was she- one of the first looks we saw the night and one very first look we were like that's our one of our if not our favorite because she looked she looked like cinderella she wore like a baby like cinderella you blue mm-hmm. simple dress but had these like embellishments on it yeah and her hair was up like slicked back and she looked natural but also like beautiful and like a queen and for those of you who don't know laura harrier is um 
I can't remember her name in the movie, but she's basically the main um, actress in The Black Klansman. She is beautiful. Like, she's just, like, a very beautiful person. But she looked so good that night. And I think that was her first Oscars. And I think she absolutely killed it. And then um, I can't remember her Vanity Fair dress. I can't remember exactly what it looks like. But look it up because she also killed that too. Um, I think she is one of my new favorite people, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. Um, Constance Wu. She's from Crazy Rich Asians. She looked great. Um, oh, yeah. She wore a pretty yellow. 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 I love dress. yellow. The sleeves had some fringe on it. And yeah, we love yellow. We love anyone, basically anyone in yellow, if you can pull it off. Because it's like, just such a pretty color. Maria Maria Menounos. She was another one of our favorites of the night because she wore a beautiful yellow dress. I think I need that dress. I mean, my prom dress was yellow. I think I look good in yellow. I think I need Marina, Maria Menounos' dress for my wedding, maybe. I would get married. I know. I just, like, can't do yellow because I'm blonde, so it kind of yeah. looks weird. But I, yellow's my favorite I feel color, like we so. could find a yellow that looks good on you, though. Yeah. I think we could, like, I think you should try on my prom dress from high school. <laughs> I would die to wear it. It's so cute. Um, But, yeah, Maria wore, like, a yellow dress with some white um embellishments and detail on it. And then she wore this really pretty, like, headband maybe and it had butterflies on it she looked so beautiful so classy i think it was a such a pretty dress um one of the more controversial outfits of the night was linda cardinelli or cardinelli i think that's how you say it she is the actress in green book she's the wife she wore that big huge ruffled pink dress with um it was a high low with a pink belt in the middle and had some you know, hot pink crazy shoulders. It was so crazy, but it was beautiful. And pink she looked, was one of the standout colors of the night, right? And uh, pink and like ruffled tulle was like a big theme of the Which, night. See, I like that, and I think too with the Oscars is like I like above and beyond like that yeah. showing your personality. But a lot of people are like, well, that's so ugly. Yeah. But I think that's the Oscars, and so I think that's also why a lot of people didn't go like crazy because yeah. people are like, well, I just like don't like think that's. It's, they don't really know fashion. Yeah. Of, that that's just, like, the fashion. And you, when else would you ever wear that dress? Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And that's she took her moment. And Musgraves. Like, she mm-hmm. wore a, like, ruffled tulle pink dress that, like, w- wasn't anyone's style. But it's, a normal person couldn't just go wear that. Yeah. But, like, the Oscars, you can. So that's why people don't like it because they can't see themselves wearing it. And they're not, like, comfortable Exactly. They're it, just like, oh, that's weird. they don't know that yeah. that's the Oscars, I, you're supposed to go I above think, and beyond yeah. and have a moment like that. I think. And when else are you going to be able to wear a dress that's, like, off from a so crazy, and off yeah. crazy. And they looked beautiful in it. So I think it's still, like... I think Linda got swallowed up a little bit in her dress, but I still think she's beautiful. I love that she wore her hair up, and it was a crazy moment. I love that she did that. I really, like, appreciate her for doing that. Um, but another one of our favorites, which kind of caught us off guard, was Marine, Marina de Tavira. I yeah, think she is from Roma. Yeah, she's... And she was one of my favorite dresses. She wore another, like, tooled ruffled dress kind of it was strapless and like it was like really structured though and it was red yeah and it was red and strapless and and just had a lot of details on it but also was like pretty simple I don't know how to describe it but I think she looked so pretty I told Cassidy like you guys heard me say on last video or on the last podcast I would wear you know probably a red dress to my first Oscars and I think that's 
her dress is exactly what I pictured. It was so pretty, but also a little different, but still classic. And it fit her skin tone so beautifully. I think she looked awesome. Definitely go Google her dress. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so I think that's enough for fashion dresses. I could go on for so long. Me too. Jason Momoa, he was my favorite guy. Obviously, he wore this blush. Some honorable mentions. He wore this blush velvet (laughs) um, suit. And then he had a matching scrunchie. And it was so cute. Another honorable mention I'll give to Regina King, Mm -hmm. J-Lo, Jennifer Hudson. Um, Amelia Clark, she wore a pink sequined structured dress. I think it was so pretty. And then um, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, and Amy Poehler. We can start off with that. Yeah, they led off the Oscars, and they all looked beautiful in the dresses and tucks that they were wearing. But they started off the show. It was phenomenal. They did a great job. I think that's exactly what they needed to do with no host. Yeah, I was just going to say, the Oscars didn't have a host this year, so a lot of people were like, this is tradition, it's kind of iconic, how's it going to go? Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. I, I think- kind of think that they're onto something, and it should be a start of a tradition, because it gave everyone so much more time to speak. It ran smoothly. They had the comedic fillers, and they like chose the perfect... If you can find the perfect people to start it off with and have comedic fillers, it was great. I think it went exactly how I thought it would go because you don't really need the host. The host gets forgotten, I feel like, every every year. So I didn't, they I didn't of, think that people would notice, honestly, that the there wasn't a host, and people really didn't. All the, all the host does is, like, open the show, close it, and then go to commercial breaks, you know? So they don't add much. So, th- again, they did a great – I think this was a perfect decision to not have a host – because you then you can get rid of the controversy and then have more time for the actual yeah, show. And it takes the pressure off of just one person. Because if something goes wrong with the Oscars, you're thinking, well, it's the host's fault. Exactly. Almost. So it kind of takes that pressure now off Now they of can someone. finally start to blame ABC. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't have to, to deal with the whole like controversy with choosing a person. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, I think it all went so smoothly. I think it went great. And it just ultimately gave all of the actors and actresses more time to speak. And that's what I really enjoy of the Oscars mm-hmm. is listening to their speeches and like, this is their moment. Mm-hmm. This is like what all they've been working for. And they finally, I hate when they get cut off and when the music goes and I know that they have to keep everything going. Exactly. But I hate when that happens to people, especially if it's like their first win or something. Like that's what, yeah, that's what I always say. We're here for the speeches. Like that's why I'm watching this. I want to know who wins and I want to see the greatest moment of their and life. And it's funny because if you ask most people who watch, they fast forward through the speeches. That's so like weird. <laughs> one of the few that appreciate it. So if you're listening to it, like to this appreciate the speeches but like what's the point of fast forwarding through the speeches that's the whole point of academy awards and you're literally witnessing probably the greatest moment of someone's entire life mm-hmm. why would you not want to watch that that's what i'm like, saying that's so exciting but so many people are like no not the speeches okay so big wins of the night yep we have best actor went to rami malik for bohemian rhapsody Which, i think we knew this yeah not a big surprise he won the golden globe for it and i think every other award for it and we love that movie we love Rami Malek he did a great job I want to also tell you guys we've been preparing for this for so long about a month ago we wrote down all the nominations Mm -hmm. and then we went through and did who we want to win who we think is gonna win Mm -hmm. and then we 
you know, highlighted who actually won. So we are very invested in Yeah, this. literally. We have my hope, my prediction, my winner. <laughs> yeah. So I wish justice for Bradley Cooper, but yeah. that's okay. Well, uh, yeah, obviously Bradley Cooper did not take home any awards of the night, which was honestly insane. Justice for a Star is Born, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, but he was nominated for Best Actor, which we didn't think he'd win, but he was definitely my hope. We love you, Bradley. But congrats to Rami Malek. I think he, his speech was so cute, and he was so really cute. humble about it. And and he fell the- off the stage for it, <laughs> so <laughs> poor guy. Um, best Actress, it went to Olivia Coleman, which the favorite. This was one of the biggest surprises of the night. Biggest, uh, probably, yeah, the biggest surprise of the night because everyone you know throughout award season it's between Gaga and Glenn Coase and you know everyone thought that Glenn Coase no problem was taking home this win tonight you know she basically dressed like an Oscar throughout all the red carpets they were like you know we can't wait to see when like everyone just assumed she was getting it and then Olivia Coleman won which I loved her in this movie, actually. I think she did. It was a boring movie, no lie. But it, she was amazing in it. I love the person she is. She took home the Golden Globe for it, so I don't know why, like, she wasn't more considered seriously for I this. I think because also Glenn Close won a Golden Globe as well. Yeah, so it was it was hard but it I also, love the surprise, honestly. Me too. I, I feel really, bad for Glenn Close because she has never won. And I think she kind of was You know, away. she holds officially the record for most nominations Nominated. with no win. Which Glenn I Close, like you it, need to be in a film this I year know. and you got to bring it home. I'm rooting for you. And now Bradley Cooper is basically the next Leo also with, what, seven nominations, I think, now and no win. So hopefully next year. And it's so funny because, swear, the first thing we said after walking out of the movie theater with the star is born, I think Cameron turned to me and said, he is so thirsty for all these Oscars. Like, this is going to be his time. Cameron uh-huh. absolutely said that to me. And she was like, I think he's finally going to get his Oscar and he really wants these Oscars. Yeah, like, like this he is, wants it. Like, he we, worked for this. He, you know, was like, I've Cameron been was snubbed. Like, I'm before. kind of excited for him because I think this might push him over the edge. And he was so close. He was so he was close. Just so close. Okay. I think I might have jinxed it. I'm uh-huh. so sorry, Bradley. No, you did it. You were just trying to put in uh, some good vibes for him. Okay, moving on. Actor in a supporting role went to Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Which, this was a big category for us. Oh my god, it's one of my favorites. I truly, think it was one of the most competitive. Because we were so excited for all the nominees. It was Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver for Black uh, I wanted Adam Driver to win so He bad. was our hope. We really wanted Adam Driver. For those of you who don't know him, he was in Girls and Star Wars. Thank and you. And he's in everything else. He's in like everything, I feel like. I don't know if everything. I feel like he kind of picks and chooses a little bit like but I love him I love him as an actor and like I just I don't know what it is I love about him but I just do and I really he did such a great job in Black Klansman I am really sad he didn't win but we did have Mahershala Ali being our prediction because he's a great actress and tends to win awards like this and then Green Book did take home the win for Best Picture so I feel like sometimes that correlates a lot especially you know with the big categories with the best picture sam elliott was also in this category for a star is born yeah. and we really liked he him was our it, close second but i knew he i wanted it to kind of be between adam driver and sam elliott yeah but i knew marsha ali ultimately deserved it yeah um actress in a supporting role went to regina king i think this was the easiest decision for me super because easy i think she's won every other uh, uh word uh season 
award not award show she's an award show yeah this season for her work in if Beale Street could talk and I'm really happy and for this her. is her first Oscar and I'm so excited I know, even though you know she just totally deserved an Oscar and you know another Cinderella story Legally Blonde but that's mm. I'm really happy that she has one now yeah. but she was up against um, a lot of good people Emma Stone Rachel Wise. Yeah, Rachel Wise. Marina De Tavira. So it was a difficult category, but we knew she'd win. We knew our our king would be a queen. Or a queen would be a king. No, I missed it. Nice try, though. I tried. Um, One of another big category that was a big surprise was Alfonso Cuaron, who is the director for Roma, won Best Director over Spike Lee, which I think that was pretty surprising. I didn't think a lot of people were upset about it because Spike Lee is very vocal too about him being like snubbed kind of. But he got his Oscar for That's what I was saying. Yeah. And I think he I don't think he knew, but his speech was good. Like, he was able to use his speech then. A hundred percent. I think he kind of maybe knew or something. Yeah, and I was, like, kind of was like, wow, I'm surprised he's not saving this for because director, but I'm glad he took his moment. For those of you who don't know, Spike Lee directed The Black Klansman, and then The Black Klansman won Best Adapted Screenplay. So then, yeah, Spike got to finally use his I'm really and get his happy Oscar. Black Klansman won Adapted yeah. Screenplay because yeah. it was a really good movie. And then probably our favorite category of the entire night was surprisingly original song because our queen, Lady Gaga, was nominated for Shallow and she took home the Oscar, which she... I this is everything we just wanted, was Lady Gaga to at least win an Oscar. Exactly, because we knew, you know, that she maybe wasn't going to win for Best Picture or Best Actress. There were so many, you know... There, she had a lot of competition, but best shallow. No one can beat Lady Gaga in a competition of the song. Mm-hmm. I mean, she absolutely deserved it. And then we got to see her cute speech with Mark Ronson and the two other guys. And her I'm speech really happy for her. was everything I could have wanted. And she finally got her Oscar. And I just am so happy for her. I'm just, it was everything. When. Uh, when she won, I think we flew up out of our seats and just started We screaming. straight up screamed. We had our hands in the air. We were clapping. Oh we were God. screeching. It was like... I'm just so happy for her. I know. She just, like, really deserves this. And the other day, I saw um, the infamous Facebook page that says, like, Stephanie... I can't you'll remember. You'll never be her. famous. It's Stephanie whatever, you'll never be famous. And it's, like, the Facebook page that was made to basically hate on Lady Gaga in high school, or in college, I think. And it was said, Stephanie, you'll never be famous. So literally suck it to everyone who was in that Facebook group because she's got a goddamn Oscar. Did you see how cute she was on, was it Jimmy Kimmel? <gasps> so When she cute. was like, yeah, when I was 14, I had like a hostessing job. And whenever <sighs> people weren't there or they were just chilling at the bar, I would use the podium and be like, oh, thank you to the Academy. Oh, <laughs> she was so cute. Her Jimmy Kimmel interview was everything. She brought out her Oscar in a cute little Michael Kors bag. It was so funny. She was everything. I just love her and I'm sorry her performance with Bradley that night let's talk let's debrief this for a little bit because that was the most sparks I've seen fly on a stage ever in my entire life and I'm sorry Gaga I know you tried to to say I'm not in love with Bradley on Jimmy Kimmel she said you're all acting no, I'm sorry. That wasn't acting. And I'm sorry she went in for a kiss. I 
No one will convince me otherwise. She definitely just felt the moment. Um, yeah. She felt the I moment a how, little too much. I will give Bradley a lot of props because I love how he set that whole thing up. Mm-hmm. How they just, the music started playing and they just came up from their seats and yeah. started going. So Gaga told us on Kimmel that, you know, she relinquished all control to Bradley. You know, was like, this is your movie. This is your song. You know, this is kind of your moment. So she let him plan the, their entire performance and he made it super understated and had, you know, planned just, out the piano coming out. And, and them wanted them up. to just channel their inner Allian Jackson made. Which is all we wanted, which are uh, major props. And they did. And then, uh, obviously, at the end, she went in for a kiss. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, they're in love. Nothing Cameron will convince she's psychic. I am she psychic. Said to me, um, right before we were watching the Oscars, she goes, wouldn't you just love if they, like, made out at the end or something? I said, what do you, we're talking about the performance. You know, we're, odds? we're seeing what, what are they gonna do? And I go, what if they just, like, made out at the end and just, like, blew it up? You know, that was, like, the crazy Cameron. Oscar moment they needed. And I'm sorry, I know they didn't make out, but they basically did the closest thing to that, and I am a psychic. But, Cameron, have <laughs> you seen them this whole word season? That's just how they've been the whole entire time. I would have expected not Almost make out. Almost anyone could have predicted that that's how no, it was going to go. No, no. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You cannot say I you just, predicted that they were going to ma- almost make out. No, one, they didn't almost make out. They almost Two, made anyone, out. I just don't. I just really predict. Like, <laughs> their performance went is exactly how it was in my mind. No, how, no. How, what was going to happen. So I don't know where you are. And the fact that everyone blew up right afterwards and was like, they're in love, they're in love, they're in love, which I know. I know what I, I said. I think the people then just haven't seen the movie and like haven't seen been following them this whole awards okay, season. Okay, true, which I definitely get where you're coming have from. Have you seen any of her, anything she's ever said? Oh, she does this thank Bradley and how much she loves him. Oh, absolutely. And I think that feeds into it obviously a lot. But that, I mean, anyone who doesn't believe, to her eyes. anyone who doesn't believe me, I will send you the clip where she almost goes in for the kiss because I'm sorry, she thought about it and you cannot tell me throughout the entire point of making this movie, they have not inappropriately touched in some way. That's what I'm saying. They have. So this is why we've all known it. That's my whole thing is we've known that they're behind closed doors. They had to have done something. Absolutely. And they've been inappropriate in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, yeah. I loved it. And on Kimmel, she tried to roll her eyes. She tried to say, oh, it's just acting. But Gaga, we see right and through you. And she's like, you. social we, media. We know this is a media blast from what Irina Shrank's people saying, tell people they're not in love. But no, they are in love. And I'm so sorry, Irina. Also, congrats to Gaga because she was the one that really got to bring home the one award that Stars Born got. And it did have eight nominations. It was right behind... The top nominations of Roma and The Favorite, which got 10 nominations, and then A Star is Born got mm-hmm. eight. And they only got one, which I, I was a little sad about. But honestly, so Justice for A Star is we Born. We have to remember that eight nominations is such a huge honor in itself. And, and I know they didn't win, but this, at least Bradley can take this you and move on. Also, from have it. to remember it's the Academy that votes on this, but the whole world has really yeah. seen what A Star is Born truly is because yeah. it's been number one on the song charts. Like, Shell has been number one on the song charts for weeks yeah. now and has, you know, been the most awarded song. So, obviously, we're still giving it the, the justice fact that, that it, it can be such an amazing... And the attention that it deserves. The fact that the Academy, it can be... you suck. The <laughs> fact that it can be such an amazing song with an amazing soundtrack constantly on repeat, with an absolutely overall amazing movie. You know, it 
should have taken home just says more a lot. awards. Justice for a Star is Born, but it it's will forever fine. be our favorite movie. I know yeah. we already said this, but I wanted to uh, kind of round out the Oscars that the best picture did go to Green Book. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of us because we saw, we mm-hmm. made an effort to see all of the best pictures yeah. um, except Roma. And how many is there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There was eight nominations, mm-hmm. so we saw seven out of the eight. And I'm, I we think predicted we, we had Green Book as our prediction as best picture, which I must say, a lot of people did not think Green Book was going to win, and then were really mad when it won. But I must say, we did predict it. I predicted it, and I think it was well deserved. I think it was a good film, and I yeah. think it was a good message. And we liked uh, the movie, and I liked it a lot. It was up against Black Panther, phenomenal Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Roma, and Stars Born, which and Vice. And Vice. And Sorry. it was so, we saw, yeah, we saw all, all the movies. So honestly, they Except were all good and all completely deserved to be there. Um, I can't I even really think of. I wouldn't say Green Book would be my personal pick. I would obviously be a Star is Born, but then I say, I don't know, honestly, a Star, they were Star all Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Klansman. See, they're all just like right? tied. They're all good. I just honestly was not going to be upset if any of them won except Vice or Roma. Sorry. Yeah, me too. Um, it was I it can't was, even really think of any movies in the past year or two that would have been like a big snub for this category. I know people say, "Could can you ever forgive me?" But yeah. I've I haven't seen that. I haven't some people that. do say too with Bill Street could talk, but I haven't seen that either. Yeah, it was truly some of our favorite movies of the year. So yeah. I, it was an amazing award and show to watch. It was so satisfying to watch. They had great presenters, great presenters, good performances. Yeah. It was. I was really satisfied with all of the wins because it wasn't the same person winning. It was different than the Golden Globe. Me too. And I and love that. a good like spread out win for everyone. And you know, everyone really can get someone to love. Also, I would say is that I need a little bit more justice for a Star is Born. But other than that, I really have no complaints. Truly, me too. Yeah, that was our only complaint that Star is Born didn't win enough. But everything else won. Like Black Panther won production design and costume, yeah. which I'm really, really happy they me won too. both of them. I think that was completely deserved. But honestly, we could talk. We could and the music Oscars. score. Yeah, we could recap the Oscars for so long. It yeah. Could, like, I could talk about it forever, but overall, it I was know, amazing. I know, there's so much from the Grammys and the Oscars that we didn't even cover that I, I know. could still... That's why you gotta check out our Babes and Brews Radio Hour, because we're recapping all the greatest hits of the week, every week. Because, you know, we love this podcast. It is our everything. It is our baby. But you know what? We're college kids, and sometimes we have homework to do, and... Other, a life and other things, and extracurriculars going on. Exactly. There's just, like, so much that's been going on... Truly. ...that we just, like, can't even keep up with it. So many people are getting engaged. Oh like, so much Bachelor recap that we need to do. Oh, my gosh. But, you the know, Bachelor? honestly, we kind of need to, like, film another one... I know. ...about just, like, all outside stuff that wasn't this. I know. And normally, we're so good about recapping The Bachelor. That's one of our biggest things. But this season, we, It's man, been horrible. I think this Season Why sucks. Are we, we haven't recapped yeah. The Bachelor, really, because we don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> this, we don't care. We it's do like, not we care. Don't care. I don't like any of the girls. Nope. And we'll save it for another podcast, but we have yeah. got, honestly, a lot of thoughts about The Bachelor and not good things to say. So tune into our next episode because we'll get into all the drama. Do you have any final words before you ask me a question? Hell yeah, I got a question Damn for you. right. Hotty tighty, gosh, I'm like, okay, no, no. Hey, Miss by damn. Um, hotty tighty, everyone. Okay, are you ready for my question of the week? I'm a little scared, but No, it's yeah. a good one. It's okay. a good one. 
Um, what? It's an easy one, actually. Okay. What was your favorite speech of the Oscar season? Oh. Oscars, not season, the Oscars show. From the Oscars? From the Oscars. Sorry, well, I worded that really weird. It's <laughs> obviously going to be Lady Gaga. Okay, I know. Should but I say, it's just like hard because... That was my guess, but take Gaga out Okay, then Olivia yeah. Coleman. Okay, that Hers was... Hers was just so humbling and it made me really happy for her. It was Olivia great... Olivia Coleman is my favorite. I don't remember... Her reaction. Yeah, she I was think just so she was surprised. so caught off guard, and she was so cute. She was like, like I just like Glenn Close and Lady yeah. Gaga. Like I can't believe I'm up here. Like I know it she was, was so speechless. It was phenomenal. Obvious. Yeah, I would say about the same. Mm-hmm. That was an easy question for you this week. I gave you a break. Do you? How about um, you or anyone else from the Grammys? Or so yes, I did. Obviously Gaga. Obviously Olivia Coleman. Um. I really liked, this is random, but I, I really liked the Black Panther costume design. Um, her name's oh, Ruth. I, I can't think, think of her the, last it name. It was her first win. It was her first win. Go watch um, on YouTube. She did an interview with Vogue where she breaks down the costumes. It's phenomenal. She seems just like a really cool person. And then I really enjoyed her speech too. And I think she, and um, the production designer for a Black or no, not the Black Klansman. Um, the Black Panther was an awesome speech too. She was really excited to win. She totally deserved it, and I think it was great. You guys should read up on both those women because they are amazing people. I think, and I can't wait to say my speech one day and have people talk about my speech. I can't one wait day. to be there with you. Thank you. I. Well, thank you in my speech. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Well, I think it was. Really great award season. I think we're very satisfied. We were a little worried there, but it all ended up being okay. Yeah, and it was it was truly can't satisfying. We have to wait a whole other year. I know, and I'm. It really just makes me excited for next year, and I I can't wait. Like for one of my classes, I'd write a discussion about award season and what my thoughts were and let me tell you it because you just not stop it literally I think needed to be like a hundred words and I think mine was probably a full essay (laughs) because I just had a ton of thoughts about it but if you want to hear more the best homework I could have ever I know I truly really love uh, (laughs) what I'm doing I must say I really love my classes (laughs) um so that's it I can't believe it's done Recap, let's just say we have more to come. We just tried to keep it as a recap episode, but we will give you all the latest and what the drama, the news, the what else is going we'll on. We'll be back. We'll try to make it not a month from now. I know. But, but, but honestly, we're busy girls, so, you know, we rock anyways. But as always, if you want to keep up, we are always on active on Instagram at Babes and Brews Podcast. Yeah, I don't know why we don't have more followers because <laughs> we tell you guys to follow every week and we've been not getting our followership up. So please, I'm begging yeah, at this point. Like, I know we don't get to us. podcasting all the time, but like when a big news mm-hmm. breaks out, we most we're always, always on top of it. We're always on top of it, giving our thoughts and opinion. We'll try to be better about actually recording yeah. a podcast. But if not, we're always on on Instagram, on Twitter, at Babes and Brews Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can follow our personal accounts at Cameron Sidley, at Cassidy Genoyer. And as always, if you want to hear us weekly now, you can tune in to our Babes and Brews Radio Hour, download Radio FX, and search Ole Miss or Rebel Radio. And we are on Mondays at 6 every week. Every week. 
listen to us and can, we uh, cover everything that we cover here pop culture entertainment news and we get to play some cool tunes so that's something we don't do on the podcast and we, if you guys are looking for new music that we might be mm-hmm. into you can follow our uh spotify um at cameron sidley and look at the babes and brews radio hour playlist yeah just follow google, it yeah just google babes and brews radio hour playlist right maybe we'll link it on our instagram it'll be Definitely. in our bio we'll link the spotify yeah for so you guys Definitely big things coming for Team Casey Productions. As always, comment on our Instagram messages. Let us know anything that you would like us to talk about, mm-hmm. and we will for sure listen to our. Yeah, I want to hear. Following. I want to hear everyone's. I actually want to hear everyone's comments of what we have to say. Do you agree with us? You better. I but. know. I kind of wish, like in my perfect world, I wish this was like a web show or something live that I could see like comments. What it was, people it's are really saying. Cool. Yeah. If actually, if you guys listen to our radio hour, mm-hmm. you guys can comment back to us. And some people actually do. And it's really helpful for yeah. us because we get your opinions and your feedback. And it's like we're talking to someone. Definitely. It, it feels like when no one, I know people listen, but when <laughs> no one like tells us if they agree with us or not, yeah. we don't know. So like definitely follow our Instagram comment on our pictures and like tell us how you feel we are always posting stories yeah. and like, asking questions like how we're do you thirsty. feel about we love it yeah we're like how do you feel about hannah b and caitlin on the bachelor like let us know we want to know your yeah. thoughts and opinions we're tell just- us if we're wrong I tell- <laughs> i'll tell you that you're wrong yeah i would love to fight <laughs> if you love to fight we love to fight so yeah like we fight with each other all the freaking time <laughs> that's true <laughs> okay that's it for team kc productions this episode yeah, we will talk to you guys next time. I'll probably be in a month. Yeah, <laughs> true. Can even say talk to you guys next week? At least we're honest. Okay, love you guys. Love Peace. you. Peace out, Brewskies. <laughs>